Welcome to the Normalizing Millions podcast. I'm a mama of two little girls, owner of a seven-figure and growing coaching company, and I'm your host, Taylor Lee. My mission is to normalize women making millions from work that feels absolutely effortless. Your work changes lives, and with my help getting it into the hands of more people, your life can radically change too. Just don't blink, because with the right tools and advice, all of which me and my incredible guests will share with you in each and every episode, it can change fast. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Normalizing Millions podcast. I'm so excited to have Lauren Gordon here. Um, So Lauren and I just recorded an episode for her podcast that you guys will have to check out. So we'll link to it and you'll see me talking about it. Um, and we kind of ended on a note that we're going to bring in to this discussion. So I'm really excited. Hi, Lauren. Hi, thank you. And I just want to say before we get into this, guys, my podcast that Taylor just mentioned, Taylor was the mastermind brain behind the name of it. (laughs) Oh, I meant to take credit for that on yours. (laughs) I I meant to give you credit and I, I completely forgot. I would be like, let's be clear, you guys. I named this podcast. You can thank me. Yeah, yeah. Let's be clear. Um, No, but seriously, Taylor is Taylor, and I've known each other for a long time. I'm so excited to just be here. Um, Yeah, yeah. We had an awesome, awesome conversation, and this one's going to be just as juicy because it's going to be some things I haven't talked about ever. Um, It's going to be good. So thank you. Cool. I'm so excited. So. Just like a little bit about Lauren from my perspective that I just love about her and why we connected is I think we're like the same age or very, very close, right? I'm 27. Okay, me too. So we're the exact same age. Um, Selfishly, I love being connected to Lauren because she's just as crazy as me popping out these kids left and right. (laughs) She has one more than I do. So I take all the tips from her. Um, And have you ever had this happen? Like one thing that is so funny to me is like, that I think moms need to do is like, you need to find a mom who's like a little crazier than you. Because when I realized I was going to have my daughters be 22 months apart, I was like, oh my God. And then I, I found out that yours were like 19 months apart. And I'm like, okay, I'm not the craziest person out there. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you for being crazier <laughs> than me. <laughs> Look, it's my pleasure. I love being the poster child for, for women who want more than two children. <laughs> no. And close together. Um, and obviously you're obvious you're also in business. And so we, but honestly, we don't talk a lot about that a little bit. I like getting the behind the scenes of what's going on and some of the like nerve wracking pieces that so we'll dive into that. Some of the stuff that's not publicly talked about. Um, but what I want to talk about first that we kind of ended on your podcast with is like how we connected and connecting with other people online which I think is so scary and hard and uncomfortable in the coaching space. Like I was saying, like, because we pay each other. It's like, people pay me to talk to me. People pay you to talk to you. But when you have so much in common, like, why would you not connect? And do you remember when we very, very first connected? I want to say yes, but my brain I'll tell you my memory. I don't remember exactly. I think you might've messaged me. So I think you have more of the person. That's why I'm excited for you to talk about this because I just feel like I'm lucky enough. People do, I, people just must want to be my friend. I don't know. People tend to come to me, but that's not always happening. And I am more like on the reserve side. I'm not typically the person to just strike up a conversation. So 
So I'm really grateful for the women that have connected with me and that have become friendships. But um, so I don't remember like exactly why you messaged me, but I remember us voice sounding back and forth on Facebook. Like it had to have been like, it, I was like just crossed six figures or something. And I think you were like brand new. It might be a little, you might've already been making, I forget, but I feel like you were like new, new. And I felt new, new, but I probably looked successful. <laughs> like, once you get there, you realize you're like, oh, now I make six figures like her and I have no clue what I'm doing. That's how I actually felt. Um, but I remember us connecting over that, like um, being the same age and you were traveling and starting this business. And like, I had had some success in business at that point. And just, I think we were really connecting over like being millennials. Like that was like the thing and being the same age. Um, and that was a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, I think it was like end of 2017. Yeah. If my memory serves me, serves me right. I think it was the end of 2017. I found out I was pregnant in January of 2018. Um, and that year, that year I made so many beautiful connections that now are friends five, five years later, great friends. And I can look back now and yeah, and kind of share how I did it because it is, it is something that can be tricky to navigate. If if you know that you want more people in your life, you want more friends, you want somebody in your corner that you can talk to, have real talk with, but a lot of the people surrounding you are consultants or coaches and they get paid to give advice and they get paid to talk. And yeah, I went through all that, but still five years later today, most of my closest friends, they are coaches. And they are consultants and they are uh, people that get paid for their time and their advice. And we still have beautiful, healthy relationships with each other. So I'm super happy to talk about that because I do think it'll be helpful for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think whether like what I was talking about on your podcast was being a mom and and a wife and, and some of the tra- life transitions I've been through, like how great it is to know some people who've also done it. And I've realized that there's so many people who there's a lot of young moms out there that don't have other moms to talk to. And there's a lot of coaches and and business owners that don't have a single other friend or peer that's in that business. And that is so lonely and so hard. And I'm, like I said, I'm just like, so endlessly grateful that I've connected with so many amazing women including you. And I'm excited because I also have an episode with um, my best friend, Maria. And we met through the industry and online too, through her reaching out. And so it was just like a shot in the dark. Like, do you want to get lunch? Because we happen to live close to each other. And here we are best friends years later, like you said. So, and some, some people, this is my experience. I'm curious what you think. Firstly, some people become best, like real life friends. Some people will just be great people to have in your network. Um, and some people will be people that you talk to occasionally, but like you, ha- like, I feel like that's how we are. Like, we reach out whenever we need, but we talk about, I think we talk about business the least, but we do talk about business, but we talk, we're not like, I'm going to do a webinar. Like, I'm so excited. We talk about like, I'm freaking out. I just changed everything. And like, we talk about that kind of stuff, but we also talk about our relationship. We talk about motherhood, of course. And I don't know, do you find of the people that you've connected with in this space who are also coaches, consultants, that sort of thing, do you find that there's kind of different, not formal categories, but different categories? Or do you find that the ones that have really stuck, maybe it's more than just business? I'm just curious what you found. It's so much more than business. Yeah. It's it's similar outlook on life as a whole. 
it's similar values, but also like one of my, one of my closest friends, who's also a coach, we have very different, different, uh, differing personalities in terms of she's extreme extrovert, <laughs> I am not. but that's what makes, that's what makes it work. And we pour into each other in the best way. So there's many ways for, to make, you know, to make a friendship work, but I do think it has to be more than business. I mean, it doesn't have to be, but if you're looking for that kind of person to be able to go to for anything or have it be a little bit deeper than just how's work going, then there's got to be more. There's got to be more than business for sure. I think that's what, that's what I found too. I I wanted to ask that because A, that's what I found. And I don't know if that's just a personality thing or what, but B, and I see this term a lot less now. So I don't know if you remember this, but definitely in like 2016 and, and maybe 2017, like the thing was like, find your biz bestie. And it kind of became this like, find who's going to be your free coach. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and I've just seen that go wrong in so many ways, so many times for so many people where it's like, well, I had a friend and then they stole my program or they copied me or they used me for free advice or they borrowed money. I've heard that they borrowed money from me. Like, the, I'm like, first of all, why would you ever send like, no, that's but why would you it. give them money? Why, like yeah, literally yeah. like, yeah. but I've heard that a few times. Or I hired them as a VA or like all kinds of horror stories. And um, I I don't hear the term biz bestie very much anymore, but I do know people are doing like free masterminds. And I'm curious if you've done something like that and it's been super successful. We actually talk about that too. But I think the thing is, is like, that's, you don't need a free coach. You don't need a free mastermind. You don't need someone to pick their brain or to tell you what they think about your webinar title. You need real friendship where you can have a business freak out but also, or like, just be like, I'm feeling like this and say, Oh my God, I feel like that all the time too. But like, you actually go deeper than that. And like, it's like a real friendship. So that's what you should be looking for. And it's, and it's a relationship where you don't fear your like authority being rocked or you don't fear like your, you know, all that, all the, all the perception stuff, you know, it's, you, you can't fear that in, in, in your friendships. If you do, there's, there's an issue. <laughs> there's there's probably something to look at. Um, but no, the people that I just I cherish so much. Um, yeah, we. I mean, I don't have any. I, I don't care how it sounds or looks or like when I'm when I'm speaking to them. There's no fear of oh, am I going to sound like this? What if she thinks this? What if it comes across as this? I don't care, and she they don't care either. And it's this beautiful. Um, it's, it's a mutual feeling. It's a mutual feeling. And that's, it's so out there. It's so possible. So if you're listening to this, you don't have it yet. It is possible. Absolutely. So I'm like, let's just get to the point. How do you do it? Like someone that has made the connection, who's reached out, like, can you kind of like, this might sound a little too strategic, more strategic than it is, but you can totally say that's totally fine. But it's like, how do you pick who you're going to reach out to <laughs> and what do you say? And I'm, I'm, I can go back to this question if you forget, but like, have you ever got ghosted or turned down or something kind of like embarrassing happened? I'm really curious about that too. Cause I know that's what people are afraid of. Oh yeah. Fear of rejection. That's like yeah. the number one human fear. And yeah. it's why we don't do half the things we actually want to do in our life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Work through that and your life will change. No, um, seriously though. Yeah. Fear of rejection is yeah. Um, big one. So Okay, hang on. I'm going to have you repeat. The first question was, "Oh, how do you do it? How do you do it?" So, I I actually can break it down really simply, and I guess strategically. So, here's how I look at it. Number one, I'm 
I'm very connected to energy. I kind of always have been. I know you are kind of the same, Taylor. I am very connected to myself and energy and even online. So I might come across somebody's profile and watch a couple of videos or their stories or even just photos, even just 2D photos, sometimes even just words, like reading a post. And if I get this feeling, this little nudge, this little little pull that I think, I think I might want to get to know them, or I think I just want to reach out. Like if, if there's any little, little inkling, I just, I, I just kind of follow that. So that's the, the first step. And I think we all, we go through our days and I feel this probably every day, even with like in a grocery store, you know, you know, those people you just kind of pass and you're like, they have good energy or they, they have a great smile or we're just pulled to different people all the time, I think. And sometimes we ignore that. We ignore that a lot and we miss out on, on what could actually be an awesome relationship, awesome friendship, you know? Okay. So wait, will you go up and talk to someone at the grocery store? No. Okay. Good. Well, no, I take that back. Actually, no, no, no. Hang on. Hang on. I take that back. I take it back. Okay. <laughs> what I do do that I, I, I've only recently started to do this probably in the last maybe two years, two years ish is if I'm in line with somebody and they're wearing a shirt or a pair of shoes that I love, like genuinely love, I will tell them, I'll tell them, especially women. We love, and we kind of talked about this in my podcast episode. We love compliments. We love getting hyped up. We love, and when it's from a stranger, right? I, I feel like honestly, that's, that's the best thing ever. Somebody yeah. doesn't even know me. So I try to be that for people. I, I do. And sometimes it is uncomfortable because I'm, I am naturally an introvert very much, but yeah, I do let people know if I like, or, or, um, your, I don't know, your animals, cute, your dogs, cute, like whatever. I, I do try to compliment people. And I find that is such an easy conversation opener. If it's genuine, which we can go into, but that's, I, I do that in person and I have done that online as well. A hundred percent. Cool. I love it. I think that's an easy, I think that's an easy way to just like, even just become more open. Like, I feel like sometimes if you're, it feels like closed off energy, which I've totally chosen this many times when you're like, when you are kind of like, Oh my God, I love what they're wearing or, or whatever. And you won't say it. Cause it's like, I can't say it. I think that's a great way to just practice being a little bit more open to meeting people to conversation. And also it feels so, cause when you say that, I'm like, yeah, someone complimented my shirt. I was literally wearing biker shorts and oversized t-shirt yesterday. And someone's like, I love your shirt. I had to look down like, what shirt am I wearing? Like I threw something on. Like, I had no clue what I was even wearing. And I was like, oh, like it, was, it made me so happy. And it makes you feel good too, to give that compliment. So I love that. So, but what do you say to someone online? Yeah. Because I feel like you're the voice note queen. I, I am. That, that's, that's the thing I was going to actually say. I was going to start with that by saying 2D messages are great. Don't get me wrong. I fully, like fully transitioned to pretty much only voice clips after becoming a mom, like, and not having my hands available. Like I cannot text. I cannot sit there and talk, text you. I, I don't do it to my family. I don't do it to friends. Taylor knows this. I pretty much only voice clip you if I message you. Um, voice clips, voice clips. So I do it for, you know, practical reasons, but also if you are actually trying to make connections or get more friends, 
go with voice clips for that reason, because it's going to open the door so much easier. It's just more personal and you don't have to sound like anything. You sound like yourself. Like don't put on, don't put on a voice. Don't put on a mask. Um, so, so what, hang on, what was your question? What do you <laughs> say? What will you say to oh, someone okay. in that first message? Like, cause I'm sure, like, I feel like you're mm-hmm. reaching out to people who you admire and you think are super cool and that you probably have things to learn from. Cause like, who else would you want to be connected to people who are cool who are doing what you want to do or whatever. And so you're just, you, you come across them, you feel the energy, you send them a voice note knowing you, what do you say in that? Just the first, like, what are you going to say to someone the first time you speak to them? I just did. So two days ago, I love <laughs> I it. of course you did. <laughs> and she had, she, she, uh, she sent me a voice clip that I still have to listen to. So it's already opened up easy. But what I, what I said, I can use this as an example. What I said was, uh, was how I believe we connected. So I actually had heard of her through somebody else and I went and checked her out because I wanted to. So my voice clip to her was literally something like this. It was, um, Hey Stacy, I actually heard of your name. Like you got a name dropped through so-and-so and I want to come check you out. And I love your videos. They're awesome. Blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I'm just happy to be connected. That's all I said. That's yeah. All I said. Sometimes though, if sometimes I'll ask a question though. So I, you can go from the, you, you can do the same thing in two different ways. So what I mean is, um, let's take the example from a minute ago. So let's say, let's say you come across somebody online and you just love their style. Like you love their style. It's like what stands out. And you can, you can approach, you can send a message from two different ways. You can say, hi, I'm so-and-so. I just want to say, I I'm obsessed with your style. Love your style. I've been wanting to switch up mine. Like I love yours. Love it. Period. End of story. Or this will open up the conversation a little bit more. You could say, um, Hey, love your style. Obsessed with your style. What's your favorite brand? I'm looking to kind of transform my wardrobe and, you know, I hate everything I own. So where, like, what's your favorite brand? So, and this comes down to just, I mean, we could go into so many, like, this is psychology, right? Ask a question, ask a question. If you want, if you want more than a one word response, right? Cause the initial, um, or example, a might get you a response of thanks. Thanks. Thanks so much. And then that's the end of that. Right. Yeah. Or it could be. So I, I do prefer, and I, I will try to ask a question, but the thing that makes all this work before we get like way too strategic is be genuine. Like, yeah. cause I know people who teach, well, no, I don't know them personally, but I've seen people who teach networking, especially like networking for business owners. And they teach it from such an inauthentic place of like, just find something where you could compliment them on. No, <laughs> no, I do, like, don't, I, I don't believe that's the best approach at all because then you're just starting off a potentially good relationship from a very inauthentic place. And that's just gross. Yeah. And you know, I get, a, I was thinking this in the back of my mind because I get at least one of these a day on Facebook where it's like, Hey, Taylor Lee, like, please don't call me that. I see that you're a business coach. Um, how did you get started? Do oh, not ask me that because that's what I post about every single day is my story and my journey. So like, I shouldn't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste my time voice noting anyone, no matter how cool they are, how I got started coaching or like something like that. Like that is not, 
if they're already posting about it, you don't need to ask them about it. Cause like, that's just, that's just making them do double the amount of work. Like I'll, I'll just, honestly, I usually, I just ignore, I don't even say any, I should, I should say, um, maybe try reading my posts, but I honestly just ignore those people. <laughs> I don't say anything to even, them. It's not even worth it. Right. And here's no. what people have, here's what you have to, um, you have to think about those of you listening that, that do want more friendships, more real friendships is before you send somebody a message, ask yourself, would I love to respond to this? Or would this make me feel good? If the answer is no, don't send it. And I think what we love is like you said, I think complimenting is a great one. So like, like you said, whether it's in the grocery store or like that voice note to, to someone about like, I love your style that would make my day. Right. Because I'm probably thinking about my own style too. And what I'm wearing, cause it's like, we're posting pictures and videos so to be complimented on it feels good. And to share a resource with someone that I'm not already sharing because I'm not a stylist, that's great. Why would I not want to send another woman like, oh, I love shopping at anthropology or whatever. Like, I'm just making that up. Um, like, I love it. And I think another good thing too is just like a commonality. So like, instead of, and I think these people messaging on Facebook, they're not trying to be my friend. They're trying to like pitch me their product or whatever, which is fine. Um, but it's not going to build a relationship. So I think like, I don't remember it. Would, it I'm not going to do this too, but it would be really interesting to see our first voice notes. <laughs> it would be really interesting, but I will tell you that I can remember for sure that you were someone that there's certain people that message me where, um, it's just, <laughs> it's just nice. Like I can, I can feel like I'm not even work. I'm not trying to pitch this person. They're not trying to pitch me. Like this is someone I would just like to be friends with. And Maria always jokes that when we first connected, she's like, you probably just wanted to like pitch me to be your client or something. I'm like, no, because the lunch that we had, like there, and her and I are both more reserved, but like, we felt, we just have like a soul sister relationship. So it's like, I'm just telling her things about my life. I've never told anyone. Like it's like one of those situations. There was no part of me that was like trying to get anything out of it besides like, oh, I hope we could go to lunch again. Like that was nice. And and same thing. Like when I think about when you reached out to me, like I can remember you being vulnerable, not from like a save me, like I need help, but just from like a, I don't even remember what you said at all, but just kind of in a like, yeah, these things happen in business. This is crazy. Like being this age, like common, like commonalities between us. And someone has to be willing. I think if you're going to make a friendship, it's not to say willing to make that like uncomfortable, vulnerable move first and really open up because I've noticed when some people have tried to connect with me and I've, I actually wanted to connect with them, but they weren't willing to go deeper than the surface. It's like, how's business? Like, like no, like I want to hear what you're freaking out about right now. Like, I want to hear your biggest mindset breakthrough. Like I want to hear like your biggest parenting thing you just figured out, like or the conversation you had with your husband, like spill the tea with me, sister. Like I want to know the details, but, but it's also, it's not just because I want to like see hear your dirty laundry or whatever, but it's, I think we're craving to feel not alone and normal. And anybody that's willing to reach out to me with something like that, that I am going through the same thing. It's different if you're just telling me something you're going through where like, you really should be my client. But if you're like going through the same thing as me in motherhood or business or your relationship, that is someone I want to be friends with instantly because it's hard to come by. And it's really hard to come by someone who's willing to be vulnerable. And again, I don't remember our exact conversation because it was years ago, but I when I think about it, that's what I think of. It's like, I felt like we had so much in common and we were going through so many of the same things. And that's why I knew like, this girl's going to be a friend, not someone that I'm like, oh, hopefully she'll sign up for my program. Like, I never thought that about you. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and probably vice versa. 
Yeah. And I think it's, look, if, if, if you know that somebody would be a great client or would be a great fit for your thing, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, You can feel that or think that, but don't go into a potentially great relationship with that intention. Yeah. Because I've also had really great conversations with people online that just happened, whether I complimented them or so. Because something I try to do now is like any other moms or someone that's like waiting to give birth or like I try to send them like a nice message, like you've so got this, like something nice, right? Because I feel like us moms need that. And I've had some people I've connected with, and then they do end up hiring me. But that was never the intention. It was like I just wanted to cheer them on or build a connection, and they do become a client or they do buy my course and. I also, some of, some people that I'm really close to as well were clients and they, not that you, not that you actually graduate, but it kind of feels like, okay, you graduated from one-on-one coaching and now we're friends, right? Or even the women on my team, like both of the two women on my team who are like, actually three out of four of the women on my team are all past clients or students. And they just, and then they became friends, two out, two of them. And then they became team members. The other one went from like, did my course straight to team. I didn't even know she did my course, which might sound terrible, but like, she told me that. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's so funny. So you never know what's going to come from it. But I do think like, especially if you're in that phase of business where you're like really focused on the sale. And I just, I just want to tell people like, it is so invaluable to have true friends, someone that you can reach out to about different things in your life. Like, oh my gosh, I could not imagine like not having that. It comes down to like, gosh, so many people, and you you get this all the time, Taylor, right? So many, so many people, what's the strategy, the sales strategy? What's the, like, money is always a byproduct. And this is something I'm incorporating this into my messaging because of who my clients are now and who I work with, but money is always the byproduct. Like it's always, 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 always a byproduct. And specifically what we're talking about here, it's a byproduct of you feeling supported, Right. So as an individual, just fe- feeling emotionally supported, feeling um, mentally supported, friends do that. Friends give you that. When you have that in your life, you're going to make more money as a byproduct, mm-hmm. not because you're a funnel or this or that, but because you, you, you feel solid. You have people who got you. It's in, it's invaluable. It's so invaluable. Yeah. And I think we hear about having a network, right? Which I used to be like, oh my God, that's so cringy. I don't want to network, but we, it's like, it's kind of taught in this like formal way, like go to the networking group or go to the blah, blah, blah event and shake people's hands. But what's really cool in today's world and in the online space is it's like, I I bet like without even being intentional, like you've probably made a lot of money and a lot of new audience members and a lot of growth from some of your good friendships in the space, but that's not what you're in it for. For many reasons, maybe a piece of advice they give you, maybe like, cause those are the most, like doing podcasts like this. I'm like, there's not many people I would set aside two hours of my day with like very, I could count them on one hand. And I'm like, I would like, it's shocking that I was like, do you want to just set aside a few hours? And like, like, I've never said that to anyone else. (laughs) I feel so sad. I'm not going to do that, but I know that we'll have a good conversation and I guarantee that my podcast with you is going to do well. And your podcast with me is going to do well. Cause like, we're, we, we're having a good time. Like we genuinely want to talk about these things. Yeah. Yeah. And look, that's when it comes to relationships, you, you, you've both got to know that it's worth it for you. You've, it's yeah. a feeling. It's not really, a, it's not a tangible thing we can outline here, but it's a feeling that in order for a relationship, a friendship in this case to survive and thrive, you've both got to feel like 
yeah, I get something from this friendship. I get something from being connected. I get something from these conversations every time I talk to him or her, you know, it's gotta, it's gotta be there. If it's not, if it's, if there's way more, uh, take than give, if, it, if it's, if it's unbalanced, that's something to look at and consider. Yeah. And I also think like one thing I appreciate about, appreciate about you in our conversations is like we, that I think is so important to make clear. We have some really good real conversations of things that neither of us would probably post about publicly. Cause like what we, it's things we're working through. Like what would be the point? Um, but it's not like a, it's not when I say like, what are you freaking out about? Like, what's the tea? Like it's, I'm kind of kidding because there's, there's an empowering side to the conversation where you'll be like, yep, this just happened and blah, blah, blah. But then you're like, but you know, like, this is the best part. But then you'll be like, but you know what I realized, Do you know what my mindset shift was, Do you know what I decided that is like a gold mine friendship. People don't want to be friends. I mean, unless you want to be in an everyday typical friendship, which is just like gossip and my life sucks and it doesn't grow. It's not going to grow you, but that's also what I look for. Are you willing to be vulnerable and real with me? But also are you just looking for free advice and someone to like hear you vent or like, are we like, cause then I feel like I get, I'm like, Oh my God, thank you for sharing that with me. Like that's so helpful and vice versa. So it's like, we're looking for a solution and we're sharing the solution and like, it's fun. It's like, it's like, we get to see the, the behind the scenes of how we're working through things, not actually just like the freak out or the panic or the, you know, the broken pieces. It's like, Oh, and I thought I've been thinking about this. I've realized this. And it's like really great mindset conversations that are invaluable that you can't get in a program, a paid program. No, no. And that's such a good point is this is going to sound very harsh, but look, am I not to the right people? A long time ago, I, I decided I, I didn't have the space anymore for people, friends or family that were just here to vent or were, were never cared about solutions. I, I am a solution oriented person. And if you're going to be in my life, you got to have that. You got it. You got to at least be, be, it, it's fine to process. It is fine to take your moment feel bad for yourself for a moment, do, do whatever you need to do to process. That's fine. But you've got to have the desire as well to change the situation or at least mm-hmm. look for a solution. Um, that's gotta be there. Let's get for high value relationships. It's, it's yes. That, maybe that's more of an opinion, but that's, that's my dream relation. That That's the only people in my life now is people like that, you know? So Okay. So do you feel like someone you've reached out to that maybe you were kind of hopeful to be friends with? Like, do you, have you been rejected? No, (laughs) sorry. I kind of, I kind of thought that would be the answer. I mean, how could anyone reject you, Lauren? (laughs) Well, right. No, exactly. Who wouldn't want to be friends with me? Um, but I think, see, this is, this is where coming, uh, or being in tuned with your intuition is so important, which is also a big shift. We'll, we'll talk about like my shift later, but, um, this is a huge thing that I, I, it took me a long time to realize I'm really good at. I've always been very, very in tune with my intuition. And that has served me so well in relationships specifically, because honestly, every single person that I've reached out out to that I wanted to have a relationship with, whether it was an immediate relationship, or I just, I just knew I would love to one day have a good relationship with this person my intuition told me that. And my intuition also told me that it would be reciprocated. This, this, this isn't strategic. This is just like fully intuition. Um, and I was right. And I was right. 
So no, I haven't been rejected, so to speak. But also I've had relationships that, yeah, took time. It wasn't like we're besties the next day, but I didn't care. I'm not attached to the timeline of it. That's right. That's the difference. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I kind of thought that that would be your answer because what I'm assuming is like you said, you're trusting your intuition. You're trusting what you talked about earlier, which is like, you're really feeling, you're not just like, okay, let's reach out to 15 people today or like, which is what a lot of people do. You're just like hearing about people coming across people, like checking them out, feeling the energy, finding commonality, whatever. I think it's intuitive and people feel the authenticity in it. And I'm, I think that's why. Yeah. And that's, it's not to say like people listening to this, they're like, well, she's never been rejected. Yes. But I also am very selective. Like Taylor, like you said, I'm very selective. I don't, I'm not out there sending 50 messages a day, which a lot of networking courses will like teach you to do. That's not what I'm doing. I'm so I'm, I send very few actually, but the few that I do choose to nurture or at least open up the door. Yeah. They result in some sort of relationship, some sort of friendship. Um, or business connection, like, yeah, but, but I'm selective. I'm not, I don't have the time or the energy to send out 50 or a hundred messages. Like, and I think the other thing with high value women, which a lot of, a lot of your listeners are right. We, we're not looking for a large network. We're actually not like, right. and that might go right. against what people tell us we should have. You should have a huge network. You should have this massive network. I'm not looking for that. I I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for my core, right? Maybe my, my few, you can count on both hands. And then beyond that, yeah, I want my more of acquaintances that I know I could go to for certain, for different things, but it's not this massive network of thousands of just acquaintances. That to me is kind of pointless. That's what I was going to say. You don't need that. And I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm like, if I have a handful or two of people that I feel like I can have a genuine conversation with and also who happen to be in the same industry. Like there's also value there from a business sense. Like I, I, that, like you couldn't be any richer with your network than that. Like that's like perfect. And how, how many relationships can you really actually take the time to nurture and like not many. Right. So, you know, I think that's great. And I think that's important. And honestly, like if I were someone listening to this and I felt like I didn't have anyone like that, I would maybe, I don't want to say set the goal because I don't think it's a goal, but like the intention, the desire of just one, because you'd be shocked how much one great person in your network can like just improve your life, improve your happiness, like make you feel less alone. Also, like, and again, this is not the point at all, but also making more money for many reasons. Like I said, it could be a piece of advice. It could be a podcast you do together. Like you never know, or I think if someone were to ask Lauren about me, she would like gush about me and vice versa. I'm like, oh my God, she's so great. Like we talk all the time. Like she's so real. She's, you know what I mean? Like, and, and that's invaluable as well. Or we also talk about people that we hire and we work with and the experience. And that might lead to one of us making the right hire or something that then leads. Like there's so many ways that the right person in your network could lead to more revenue for you. That goes beyond just like, Hey, let's collaborate. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do a <laughs> webinar together, Taylor. <laughs> I think that'd be a great intention for people. Like just one. And I think like the advice you gave for that, like if, if you like something about someone, give them a compliment or like, like I said, and I know not everybody that listens to my podcast is moms, but a lot are, but think about a commonality, whether it's your age, whether it's your, like where you're at in motherhood or where, like if you're a full-time traveler, like that's something you can connect with people on. Like 
I really like to connect with people where there's like something we have in common because that's, that's what I need to be able to talk about. <laughs> it's the things yeah. going on in my life. Yes. And I think the biggest, like the biggest, one of the biggest tips here is nobody wants to tell their entire backstory to a stranger on the first interaction. So no. those messages, and I get them too, all the time, the messages yeah. of, um, Hey, I got one, the other, got one the other day. And I was like, like, do I need to create a course on this? <laughs> Cause like, Pete, come on. Like to me, to me though, it's always, it's honestly been common sense. I'm just, even though I'm an introvert, even I, like, I swear to God, my whole life, very quiet introvert. I'm good at people. And I yeah. think you can be good at people, which you can learn. If you can learn to be good with people, you will succeed in business because business is people. That's, I think it's simple. I really do. Um, but yeah, I got a, I got one that was like, Hey, um, your, your content is so, I love, I love the effort or something weird. Like I love the effort you put into your content. Like, when did you get started or how, how long have you been posting? Something like that. And I'm like, like, would you really ask yourself this? If you were in the grocery store, would you ask somebody that? Because people act diff- so weird online. People say things, they try to start conversations that they would never say in person. So ask yourself that before you send the message, ask yourself, would I, would I say this in person? If you wouldn't, then pick something else. Or like, is this a message that I would be so excited to get? Totally. Because those ones, not. and I know this is so random, but like when I get the message and they have business coach capitalized, I'm like, either this is a bot or some weird template or like, you're dumb. (laughs) They're so annoying. Yeah. Why is it capitalized? It's, just, it's weird. Don't do that. And why? What, you might even have to mention I'm a business coach. Like, let's find something. Let's find something a little bit better. You know what I mean? Um, but I do. I do think a lot of those are just templates and people that are people are trying their best. Okay, I got to message my 50 people today, and they really don't want to. And um, I hope nobody. I don't think anyone listening to this is doing that. But I bet they're get. I bet they're getting those messages. So. Totally. And another thing I will say to those people that are that listen to this, they're like, oh, that still feels so nerve wracking to like send a voice clip or send a message. You you can start one step earlier, one step earlier than that, which is basically just sending friend requests. So that's what I, that's what I started off doing. I would just send friend requests, but I wouldn't do the message. And then I got a little braver and I started sending the messages. Um, and that's totally normal. Like that, that's to me, a friend request or a follow, right? is the same now in this day and age as like a handshake. All those yeah. people don't do those anymore, but you get my point. It's like the same thing. It's not weird to send a friend request to somebody you don't know. That's how you make friends online. It's, it's like the version of, you, you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't think it's yeah. weird at all. Yeah. Take a baby step. Leave a nice comment. Like you can tell in the comments too, of like a comment that's like, which I'm, thank you guys for these ones, but like the hearts, the love it, that this was helpful. Those are so appreciated. But then when someone leaves you like a good, like two sentences of like, oh my gosh, this just happened to me, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, then I was, I'm like, I want to chat with you. I like, cause again, like you get it. You've been there. Like, thank God. Like I've been waiting for a conversation like this and you, and kind of something I kind of want to talk about that I feel like is a little bit weird to ask is like, or, or to even bring up is like the hierarchy as well of income especially among business coaches, obviously, but it could be with, with anyone. It could also be follower count. Like let's say someone has 2000 followers, but the person that are like, we have everything in common has 10,000 followers. Have you had anything come up around that? Because I think 
I don't think that that is as big as a deal as people think. No, I mean, if, 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 okay, let me just say this. I should now, if it's going to happen, it should now, because I lost, you know, this story I lost you guys listening to this. Like I, I, where I message people from now is an account of 600 followers. I am not joking you. That's it's my Instagram. I, my messages, I use my Instagram now 600 followers. I have, I had a network of maybe 12,000 on Facebook, lost it last year. Terrible. <laughs> Taylor knows it. I, I told Taylor about this in the DMs. Um, anyways, but the question, yeah. So the question though, now, no, it, maybe it should happen now. Cause I don't have any, any quote unquote, any followers on my platform of choice. Um, but what people care about though is, okay, who, who are you, who do you say you are in your bio? Like, can you show that you're you know, like th- that's what people look at though. They don't, numbers are metrics. Like who cares if, if somebody says that yeah. they're a mom of three and they also are traveling, whatever, like, I don't care how many followers you have. And I promise you other people don't either show people who you are through, through your, you know, obviously your posts and your content, but your bio. Yeah. People read, I mean, that takes two seconds to read. It's like your poster board. It's like your billboard. So, sh- you know, show me who you are in that. Um, your follower, your follower count is BS. I mean, it, no, I don't think it matters because I'm what I, I'm doing it right now successfully from an account of 600 people. So nobody has excuses <laughs> and money and income revenue, whatever right. you want to call it. It's like, I just right. think that right. we forget that everybody is a actual real human being. And one thing that was so great for me to see, this is why, like I said this on your episode, like you could just like not pay me to travel at this time, at this moment. But when I started going to small, not large events in person with people, and I got to see like my coaches in real life in a small group, not up on stage where they're paying 10 grand for a stylist and professional lighting and whatever, small group, and also high level women who are also willing to pay to go to a small group, they all will dress the part. But it was what was really cool. And this is not me saying anything bad about anyone. There, you kind of just you see them in real life as a human. You see them trip over their feet a little bit. You see them mess up. You like you see the imperfection. And for me, there was something about that that just like changed my life because I was making um, low multi six figures at the time when I started investing in these types of events, and I was mostly coaches that make seven multi seven figures. And I was just like, oh, they're a real human. And that's how I've made connections now with people who, like some of my best friends, it's like some of them are brand new in business. Some of them make six figures, but some of my really close online friends make multi, 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 multi seven figures, right? And it's interesting because I've I've mentioned it to like certain people, not in a bragging way, but I'm like, oh yeah, so-and-so told me this or whatever. And they're like, what? You talked to her? Like how, huh? And I'm like, but... It's not like that's, but that's why we're connected because I'm not freaking out over like, oh my God, message me, I'm freaking out. Like they have a blue check mark. Like they're a human being. And that's why we've connected because we both have the same stuff going on. Like things aren't that different. And also, yeah, it is really cool and valuable to be friends with them because when I need to ask a question, like it's, you're not going to ask someone who's brand new working a regular job, like, how do I find a financial planner that knows how to work with people that make, you know, a million dollars a year? But that's a great question to ask someone that makes $5 million a year. 
that's it's, that's so valuable. It's like amazing. Like, how do you make those connections? Like, you've got to let go of the the hierarchy. And I know people do that to me too. Like, it's kind of funny because I'm thinking about like, oh my god, five or ten million dollar earners. But then people are like, oh my god, well Taylor's making this. Taylor's at this level. It's like we just gotta let go of the hierarchy. And also, I think kind of a hot topic. Also, even hiring coaches. Like, I'm just like so over it. Of course, I'm going to hire people because they make what I want to make and I have goals behind it. But I'm seeing big time right now. This just like, I make X amount. So you should pay me a lot of money to make X amount. We have no clue. What are their real skill sets? And here's the honest truth. They definitely have them. I think like there's got to be some, there's, I don't think anyone accidentally makes $5 million a year. Could it partially because they're talking about money a lot? Okay. Yeah, totally. But that's good marketing. That's focusing on the strong point. That's focusing on what they've got to like, but it's like, I want people to hire me because this is a whole other, <laughs> where am I going? Because of my skill set. And so something I, I kind of started to realize like, oh, nobody even, because I started getting the question, like, what, are you, what do you even do with your clients? I'm like, I help them make more money. How? So, and maybe realize I started my business based on skill set and it kind of like, I still had the skill set, but it got blurred with the money. And I'm just like, so here now for like, I don't care how much you make. What are you good at? What's your yeah. gift? What are you skilled at? And I'm I'm going to hire people this year that make six figures. And I'm going to hire people this year that make five to 10 million a year, maybe even more. I don't know. But like, I for sure will be paying people in both of those ranges because I'm looking to fill the gaps in my life and business, not make a certain amount. So I'm talking about this, whether you're hiring people or friendships. Let go of the hierarchy. <laughs> Let go of the, oh, the fangirl stuff. Too. I the mean, fangirling. I mean... And here's the thing. I think there's many ways to do this. There's, there's many ways to actually let go of the hierarchy within yourself. The one that you, you know, you're, you're viewing, you're carrying it around. Um, but one of the, one of the easiest ways to do it is definitely to, I mean, do something like you did Taylor, where you, you witness people be human Mm -hmm. (laughs) whether in person, you witness multimillionaires being human and having spinach in their teeth or whatever. Yes. You know, (laughs) you see that or um, or, or somehow you do get kind of more behind the scenes of their life. Well, other, I don't know, that could be through a, I don't know, paid offer. They have well, something like you can get behind their life and like see them in a different light, or maybe you actually get with them in person or there's a lot of ways to do it. Um, but something that came up when you said that Taylor was, I had a similar eye-opening experience, um, beginning of 2022. So like a year ago when I made my pivot, that was like the beginning of my whole business pivot. And it was, it was a client. It was, it was a client, uh, my first kind of client in the self-development space, life coaching, whatever you want to call it. I'm still figuring out what I call myself, by the way, if we want to be vulnerable. Um, no, but multimillionaire, multimillionaire, um, young, very successful multimillionaire guy. And long story short, just found out he was seriously struggling with his self-worth. Yeah. We're talking multi-million and like one, like huge awards, um, spoken on stage with names you would all know. He had the biggest issues with relationships, specifically like romantic, mm-hmm. but it all came down. It wasn't that he was bad with girls. Blah, blah, blah. It was horrible self-worth, like viewed himself. Oh, I can't even tell you like, but shocking. Like it shocked me. I was like, I was like, are you joking? Do you actually, you actually view yourself this way, but, but you have this and this, but like, that was eye-opening for me. And that was actually the moment that I was like, 
this is the kind of coaching I want to do. And this is who I want to work with. It's the people who from the outside, you have it all. And like people that you look at and you're like, well, they must have the confidence. It's just like sky high and they must never doubt themselves and they must be good at everything. And like, it's so not true. <laughs> it's so not true. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, wealthy, successful, financially successful people are human and they doubt themselves and they have a lot of inner work to do. and they are just like you in that sense. Like, and it's okay. Move. Like, I just think it should be yeah, so yeah. much more normalized of like, I think yes. I don't, I, I hate to be the person that's like, you know, assuming that people are lying or what, cause I don't, I don't know the truth of their life, but I, I have to remind myself sometimes cause I still fall into it. And I'm like, Oh my God, like they post a lot of people's oh. posts are about you, you sucking. Like they don't say that, but you know what I mean? Like you having no confidence, you struggling, you, whatever. But in kind of like a, and I don't, yep. I've already done that. And it's like, yep. this is how I think of it. And I might be bullshitting a little bit about their actual truth. Cause I don't know it, but like, it's easy to fake it long enough to write a post. It's easy to feel on top of the world for a couple days, you know, and then you're freaking out to your own coach. And I'm just like, can we just, that's why I, I try to do my best to just be like vulnerable and real and honest, because I'm not trying to get people to be perfectly confident, perfectly. And it's just like, I just felt like real life, can real life humans be successful that mm-hmm. like are crying at 3am breastfeeding their child mm-hmm. who won't sleep? Like, can we have that? Because we can, but nobody's actually saying that that's the truth. Like, can we have a woman that makes two or $3 million a year that just got in a huge fight with her husband? And like, you know, they're having a lot of issues. Yeah, we can, but nobody's saying that. And I don't think they have to, I'm not saying like they should be posting about that. Like, man, no, but I'm just saying like, in terms of hiring and also in terms of being friends, like, like the original conversation, look at where you're look. Cause I think that's, what's holding a lot of people back mm-hmm. is they're never going to talk to me. They're they're Like I could never reach out to a person. You'd be, you'd be surprised. And it's not because they actually suck. It's not because they're a fraud. It's not because they're a liar. It's just because we all actually do have real life stuff going on. Just like you who might make six figures, multi six figures, zero. I don't know. But anyway, if you have anything yeah. else to say around that, feel free. But I am excited to move into like this, this our other, our next conversation because you started alluding to it. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> I want to say I'll say one thing really quick, okay. and then we did it. Um, I'm just gonna put this out there for, for my own accountability, and and it goes it goes right along with this topic. It's that I have some awesome goals with with my podcast. So the interviews that I want to do, I, I just did Taylor's interview. It was amazing. I have interviews like on my you can call yes. it hundred, you can call it whatever but it is happening and it's, it's happening not because, Oh, you know, I am me and a lot, but it's just, it's a decided thing. And I could care less. These people are huge. Like, let me just name drop. I want Kris Jenner on my show. I think she's the epitome of a self-made male. And Taylor's laughing right now because she's like, I agree. Um, I want Kris Jenner on the show. And I also want Christine Quinn. She is, uh, like, I mean, anyway, I have a bunch of big names. My point is that I could look at them and go, fangirl and oh they would never there's no way and like no way you know but I don't I don't view it that way because I we're all so so human at the core like that it yeah anyways it's such such a good topic such a good point remember we're all human it doesn't matter how much money or followers or fame you have period and like if you watch the Kardashians (laughs) (laughs) 
which whether you think they're being honest or not, but like whenever I've seen like documentaries or, or reality TV or, and I, and I know some of it is fake, but, and scripted or whatever, but I, I do know because I've even felt this and I'm like so far from like that rich and famous at all. But I know one of the things that they say that they wish is I wish people just saw me as human. I wish I could go to the grocery store. I wish people would like treat me normal, you know, because they don't get that. And I know it's easy to be like, Oh, whatever. Like, but actually I can get that. I could imagine that. Like if you were always just having the camera in your face and everyone using you and fangirling over you, like it's okay. It's like, it's nice at first, but it's also like, it takes, it just makes you feel not human anymore. And you are a human. So of course you actually do want to feel human when you're no longer treated as such. So, and this is the other value, just to say of having real friendships is in my mind, I'm like, I cannot wait to listen to that episode with Chris Jenner and you like it's done in my mind too. So it also helps you manifest because, and I'm sure I'm not the only person you've told who's like, Oh my God, that's gonna be so cool. I can't wait. Cause in my mind, it's already done. It's like, I'm just waiting for it to come out. <laughs> next week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay, cool. So you started talking about your pivot. I want to talk about this because this is kind of like a little bit of behind the scenes of what we talk about. Um, and something that I didn't really realize you haven't talked much about publicly. Um, but that we've talked about, and that is you pivoting your business. And what I find so interesting about this pivot for you, which I think is so aligned and so good is that, it's kind of the opposite of what a lot of people are doing, which is I'm going from personal development, life coaching, health, relation, whatever, to business. You're kind of doing the opposite. How, it, how, how is it going? How is it feeling? What's it been like? I have said what I'm going to say to maybe two people total. Okay. And it's going to sound, I don't know. I was, I was going to say harsh, but I'm just going to say it. So Yes, I have done the opposite of what a lot of people do. They start off in some sort of coaching niche and then they make a lot of money and they start teaching people how to make money as coach or how to make money as a whatever they were doing Um, or how to make money online. Yes, I see that. We see that all over the place. So for me, I never knew that I would, you know, I wasn't like, I'm going to start off as a business coach and then one day I'm going to go into personal development. No, it was never that. Actually, what happened was, not to go, to, I don't want to turn like too dark, but I lost my dad and I lost my dad in the beginning of 2021. And I don't know about you, but when you go through something that absolutely changes everything, like changes your world as you know it, there are certain things that start to feel a lot less important or meaningful or have, yeah, things that just start having less meaning to you. and what happened was I lost my dad and I still had obviously all these clients and it was business coaching, very strategic, like very strategic consulting. And I just found myself in these conversations that did not light me up anymore. And it wasn't because I hated my clients. I loved my clients, but the things that I was talking about all of a sudden, it felt like who the heck cares? Like, this is going to sound just, I'm just saying that, but it felt like who the heck cares? Like I I would get questions like, how does this post sound? Or like, how did, can you read this? Can you just like, look this over real quick? And I'm like, my my mind was just, I was, I was having these really deep conversations with myself, with, with my therapist, with um, friends that had lost um, 
people in very traumatic ways. Like my dad committed suicide. So it wasn't like a normal, like he got sick over time. Anyways, so that happened. And I, I had to, to be honest, I ignored the feeling for probably a good six months. Like, as in, I was feeling that, that my work was not, I was like, I, I don't want to have these conversations. I like coaching people. I don't like coaching people on how to write the posts that it just felt, it felt very surface level to me because I just, I went through something that a lot of people don't go through at, I think at this age or ever. Um, and I, I myself was working through, I was doing so much like healing shadow work, like everything you could possibly imagine trauma work, like everything, self-worth, everything. And I was like, I don't want to talk about business anymore. Like, I don't, I want to run my business. I love business, but I don't want to coach people on this thing. And I I don't want to have these conversations anymore. So that's how that started. And then, um, yeah, after probably a few months, probably six months, honestly, of telling myself like, oh, but you've already been doing this for so long. Why would you stop now? Or I even, I even had a perfectly working webinar that was bringing in like 40, 50 K a month, like automated. I've never said this anywhere, but literally the, the month before I lost my dad, like biggest month ever, like 50 K biggest month ever. Um, and then I shut it all down pretty much like, well, maybe six months later, I like shut it all down. And that was like, so hard, (laughs) so hard. So that's what started the whole pivot. And I just knew I wanted to have conversations about different things with my clients. So I had to pivot the whole, you know, I I pivoted the, the industry, the niche, um, so to speak. So that's the short version. I think people will get what you're saying though, because me with a completely different loss, I felt the same way. Like I was like, I, this does not matter. This is so stupid. This is, this is so pointless. Like you're just, you just, it, it, a, I think some of it is temporary because it's normal to be distracted and be like, there's bigger issues in the world, you know, but some of it is not, some of it is perspective of like, and it's so, so I think it's great to mention this because it's such powerful perspective as well of like, it changes you and it's kind of harsh, but it also, it's also for the better too. Of like, I, I bet there are some things for the rest of your life that when they come up, people are like, who cares moving on? Like there are bigger issues. Like there are much worse things that could be happening or that I could be feeling or whatever. Like, and that's actually a good thing in a way it's a big change and like kind of, kind of crazy, but yeah, I think people will get what you mean. Anybody who's been through something similar, or I, I know that other types of losses can do the same thing. Like Yeah. I bet people get it. Did you, I'm kind of, this is kind of random, but once, so you said you kind of ignored it for six months and you said that your webinar was doing really well, like the month before this happened and, but you, you kept doing it. Did you notice the webinar was still doing great? Or did you actually notice that it kind of stopped performing while you were ignoring the feelings? The second one. (laughs) Yes. yes, I knew it. (laughs) The answer is yes. It, yes. Yes. Look, when we, here's what, here's what the biggest lesson that I took away from all that was if we're energetically rejecting something or we're energetically not like, we, we don't care. I don't care if it works. I don't care anymore, but you're still leaving it on. You're still doing it, whatever. It's going to start to die. So to speak, it's, it's going to start to go downhill because you don't actually want it. You don't actually care anymore. And so like, if I, if I had to give anybody advice on like pivoting or um, hanging up the hat with something that they've done for a long time or a program or whatever. It's 
don't ignore, don't, don't let yourself, don't try to talk yourself out of it because, oh, you've already done it for this long. Or like I did all that. And it was, it was dumb. Like it's pointless because yeah, yeah. The things did started to go downhill because I didn't care anymore. And I also knew though, that I couldn't do this to my clients as in like the clients that I did have is like, I couldn't get on the calls thinking like, God, if I have to look at another post, <laughs> I couldn't right. do that. I couldn't do that. I, I care about them too much. So yeah, there, there's, there's so much beauty in allowing yourself. You talk about this kind of a lot, Taylor, is allow yourself to feel the things or have the pull or have the desire and follow it, follow it. I know it sounds simple, but you probably say this all the time to, you know, to your clients, but you got, you have to, for your happiness, like you have to. Well, I'm so here for strategy and I know you are too, but like the funnels and the, we're taught that it's like completely hands off. And I think a lot of people who invest into that, they're looking for the right thing, which is kind of where your head was. You're like, this is the right thing. I've been doing it. It's working. Like I'd be dumb to change it, but they're not completely hands off and energetic mindset alignment, whatever you want to call it. Huge key piece. So it's like, yeah, your funnel could be a hundred percent perfect. It could have even worked. And I've seen that I've had this happen with almost every funnel I've ever done. Like it works amazing. And then it doesn't because I move on. And that's why I will keep doing funnels, but it's like, I can't be delusional about the fact that like, I'm just going to set and forget this funnel and be rich for the rest of my life because it doesn't work that way. No. At least for, for people like us, I don't know what these other people are doing, but yeah, yeah. So I'm glad you finally listened. Obviously there was like a lot of fear with that. I mean, what was it like when you finally decided to just like make that pivot? It was actually guilt, not, well, they go so hand in hand, fear and guilt. And I know yeah. I love that you touched on, hey, you guys have to go listen to Taylor and I's interview on my podcast because Taylor got so beautifully real with her, her feelings of guilt Yeah, um, with some other stuff in life. But, but yeah, for, but guilt was, it was the same emotion for me. So it was, um. I knew I had, I had to let go of every single ounce, every single last ounce of guilt that I had around pivoting. And the guilt came from like, like, well, I've already been doing this for four years and I'm already this far. And I could take it this far because I know how to do it strategically. And like basically guilt around stopping something that was working (laughs) or that could have, could have continued working. Um, But as soon as that guilt was gone and that was worked through, which which was a lot of like inner work, obviously it was like, it was like a breath of fresh air. It was like the biggest breath you've ever taken. You know, it was like a weight off your shoulders. And I think we all know what that feeling feels like, whether it was in business, you've had that or, or relationships or whatever. So that's what it felt like though. And it was like, okay, this is the right move. As soon as that, that last ounce of guilt was gone, it's like, this is, this is it. I, I can do this now. Energetically, I can do this. Um, yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Did you notice like when you finally made, when you finally just did it, did it kind of feel like, I don't want to say easy, but like, was all the clarity there? Or did you find yourself still kind of like looking for the right thing? Like what, what was that like in terms of like, cause obviously, you know, content and messaging, like in terms of messaging and content and the offers, like, was that pretty easy or was that like, do you find yourself getting stuck in some things at all? I found myself getting stuck on number one. There's so many realms of personal development. Yeah. Like, you see like the, the classic life coaching messaging, which is like, have a better life or 
And I'm like, I know that's not me. I, I like, that's not going to be my messaging. I always knew that. But what I found interesting that I had to, I had to figure out was who is it? Who, because I think if you can answer that question, like you're a marketer, Taylor. So like, if you can answer that question, your marketing is going to kind of fall into place. If you know who you are for and you know whose life you can change the most, you can kind of figure everything else out, the offer, the messaging, all that. So for me, that, that was the hardest part. That was the hardest part was going, was, was asking myself, do I want to help people, you know, with the self-worth, with the connecting to their personal power who are so far disconnected, right? Kind of the, the, at the more beginning, or do I want to help people who are further along in their journey, so to speak. And that's what I ended up going with. Um, but that's who I, I just, I, I found, I think the biggest thing it's most important is ask yourself who, who do I enjoy working with the most? But number two, who, whose life changes the most when I do work with them? Like when I do give them my gifts or show them my gifts, like who is that? So that that's, I approached it from a very different perspective than like starting my business in 2018, which was all about like, who's my ideal client avatar and da, da, da. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So that's how I approached it, which made it feel a lot more me and authentic and honestly, just a more energetic point. I think the further you get into business, you probably see this Taylor with your clients is becomes a lot more about energy and a lot less about strategy and people don't want to hear that, but it's the truth at a certain point when you start making a certain amount of money, it's like, yeah, I could go on about this forever, but I'm sure, I'm sure you get what I'm, what because I'm strategy is pretty like, it's straightforward, it's straightforward. <laughs> it is what it is. Like the way, sure, maybe one day, but I, I don't even think so. Like, sure, maybe one day webinars are a bit more irrelevant and there's like a new software or a new, what, but like what you're going to say in it and like the key messaging, like that all is just, it's just kind of yeah. like fact. It is what it is. Like it doesn't really change. Um, but energetics, which also kind of don't change, but you change, right? Yes. So it's like yes. that, that, that has to be listened to. Another curiosity question is like, when you lost your Instagram and your Facebook, was that way before this or was this at this time? No, that was, uh, that was, that was after, that was after. Yeah. Yeah. That was after, after you finally pivoted or when you were ignoring. <laughs> okay. Yes. So I'm just curious because I feel like you had all odds against you in some ways. <laughs> yeah, I did. Like, I, I did. I heard I did. something so good. I don't know if you follow these people or listen to them, but I just have, to, I, I want to say the metaphor mm-hmm. that was like, it, it felt like when I heard it and I just heard it yesterday. So it was divine timing. But when I heard um, this person say it, I was like, this is what I've been trying to say to people for years. <laughs> Cause I, I write about this a lot, like things not working and kind of falling apart. And this was on James Wedmore's podcast with um, manifestation, babe. They did like a three part series. It's so good. Everyone should listen to it if, if, if you're into it. Um, and it's from when we're recording this, like it's like one of his newest ones out January I'm like, what year is it? 2023. Just so you guys know, if you want to look for it, how to get what you really want or something like that. Three episodes, listen to them. But they just did the analogy of how, when you're following your intuition and there's something new, it's kind of like when you, if let's say you have a house and you're ready to build a new house on that property. First thing that has to happen to accomplish this is the demolition crew has to come and your house has to be knocked down. But you're not going to stand there going, my house, like I'm losing my home. No, because you're building a new home. Like 
And that's literally what I see happen all the time with clients when they're ready to quit, when they're freaking out. It feels like, I think it's so, I don't know if you ever had this feeling, but it feels so easy to be like, is this my sign from like God or the universe that I'm not supposed to be doing this? It's literally your sign you are. Your webinar breaking, and and some of these might not be exactly it because different timelines. It's like the webinar breaking, the Instagram account getting shut down, losing your email list or whatever. Like that's your sign you're ignoring something and that gut feeling you're having, you should follow. And we can... This is huge in the spiritual energy space. You can choose to give meaning to something. You can choose that to be the sign that it's just not meant to be. It's just, just, it's not for me. I'm just not meant to be a millionaire. Or you can literally assign it any meaning you want. So that's a skill in and of itself that I don't know when I, I'd probably developed this long time ago, but it's the skill of looking at something that is happening in your, in your actual, you know, 3d world and going, okay, how do I want to give this meaning? Or do I want to give it meaning at all? I can yeah. give it, I can, get, I can place a story on it that's not going to serve me at all whatsoever in getting where I want to be, or I can place a story on it that feels good and, and actually helps me get to where I want to be. So yeah, like losing the, losing my Facebook account of 12,000 people, which by the way, were mostly like, you know, all entrepreneurs and business owners um, who wanted to help with their marketing and blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, that's not a sign <laughs> that I'm not meant to, you know, do this kind of coaching anymore. Like, I don't know what it is. So yeah. that's the story that I'm assigning to it. Like I, that, yeah, I think, um, yeah, that's good. That sounded very like, look, I do have a lot of masculinity in, in me. Like that's, you know, I'm, I'm resilient. I am resilient. And I think you have to be, you have yeah. to be. And I kind of want to ask you a more strategic question for someone that's going through this is yeah, yeah. because I'm sure you still are in it because it's a, it was a big pivot for you. Um, so I'm sure there's things that are still evolving, but now that you're kind of on the other side of this initial pivot and doing it. So you're pivoting your whole business. You're shutting off the webinar that works. You lost all of your following. <laughs> you're starting from zero, literally. Yeah. Yeah. What did you decide to do? And I'm, I'm mostly curious and like, very basic strategy. Like, did you just start a new Facebook and Instagram and start following and friend requesting? And like, what kind of offer did you go with? Did you focus on -on one-on-one first? I feel like that's what everyone's like, okay, like I have so much, like, what do I just start with? Cause you feel like a newbie again. (laughs) Totally. And it's been, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You have a choice to do it all over exactly as you did it, as you know how, right. Or you have this opportunity to look at what you've done and what you did and go, do I want to do that again? Or do I want to change how I do it again? Right. Um, for me, well, here's what I'm doing. Here's just tell you my whole strategy. Um, yes. One-to-one, one-to-one primarily is, is what I'm doing right now, as of now, excuse me. And, um, strategy is very different though. Like quite different, which is why you don't see me. Like I pretty much only post about my kids on Instagram. (laughs) I'm not like, I'm not pumping out like, you know, live stream. Like I'm not really doing that. But what I am doing is using my podcast. Well, I'm yeah. going to use my podcast. Um, and I have I have a list. I have a list of absolute perfect, like dream, super fun clients that I would love to work with. Um, but they're not scrolling all day long. They're not. They're not. Yeah. They yeah. You get you get what I'm saying. So that the strategy though in, um, like like my first few private clients in this new realm that I got were network though. Like I will say my, my existing network, 
Um, so honestly, literally just having human conversations with the people I already know, like telling them of the shift I've made. And then just one thing leads to another. And like, I, clients are not a mystical thing. It's just, it's the right people in the right times. And what, what we overlook is that you have the people in your audience already. I think that's what people don't get, or at least in your network, like you, you, you have people right now. And I think you say this a lot, Taylor is like, you have people right now who are, who, who are perfect for your program or your thing or whatever, but you got to believe it first. <laughs> like that, that was honestly, I sat down and I'm like, do I have the perfect people? Like, do I have people who are already financially successful, who are very, very ready to do inner work, who are, who were looking for more of mindset, more of energy, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I do. And I know people that could connect me to those people. And so that's how it, that's how it played out. So I didn't take the whole, you know, long social media route of like, let me just post five times a day and build my audience back up and blah, blah, blah. Cause I didn't know, I know I didn't need to do that. Like I didn't like, you know, so yeah. And then my podcast, my show is going to be the main, that's the main, like, that's my content. That's like my main thing. It's not get five posts from me on Instagram. It's, it's like, listen to my podcast. Um, yeah. That's a question. Yeah. I'm here for it. I think one thing that's really kind of weird about a podcast is you don't see, like, you don't get likes, you don't get comments. You don't, you don't even really know your numbers. Really, You can kind of look up where you rank, but like, right. And how many down, but what even is a download? Like, I, st- I still don't even get it. Like, is that really relevant? Like, I don't know, but I, it's kind of nice because I will say there are people that have signed up with me high ticket that I'm like, how are you signing? Like, how do you sign up with me high ticket? You don't even follow me on Instagram. They listen to my podcast. And I think it's a great thing to think about is like, is my ideal client, someone who's scrolling all day, which they very much probably are, but, but also they might not be like, you're saying like yours really isn't. And something I'm thinking about as you're saying that I'm like, it's so interesting. Cause I think as you get more successful, you stop hiring people by scrolling and you start hiring people by word of mouth who you're hearing about, who you stumble across. It's more, it's more intuitive guided. Like it's really interesting. I think even if you're not feeling like you're super successful yet or whatever, it's something to think about because sometimes hiring from scrolling is just like shiny object. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Or it's the marketing of, if you don't have this, then you're going to fail. Oh. Yeah. And you're signing up with people like, okay, you're more powerful than me. Here's my money. Yeah. (laughs) Don't do that guys. (laughs) No, no. I mean, my clientele, like number one, they no, they're running their businesses. They don't have time to scroll all day long. Um, but yeah, number, number two, because they don't have the time. It's like, oftentimes all it really takes is one conversation. And for me, I don't, I don't like classic sales calls. I'm like you, Taylor. I don't, I don't have the mental capacity to do that but I can do an interview or I can have a voice note conversation. And for those kinds of people, yeah, it might only take a conversation to go. I, tr- I trust you. I like your vibe. I like your energy. I need help with what you help people with. Cool. I mean, can like, let's go. I mean, the invoice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not, it, it's different. It's very different. Yeah. So for those of your listeners that maybe want to work with higher level people, um, especially look in the self-development personal development space, or spiritual, um, you can very easily work with, you know, seven figure earners. They're not, I mean, they're human and they have problems <laughs> just like, just like you and I. So, um, yeah, yeah. Pivoting is so possible and it's, you gotta let yourself do it though. You gotta, you gotta not like stick around doing the thing that's not lighting you up anymore. Um, you, 
don't just life is, I know this is so cliche. Life is short. Life is way too short. And I've unfortunately witnessed that like firsthand. Um, yeah. So pivot. <laughs> and that was like the, that was the buzzword of COVID, um, 2020, 2020. Yeah. Everybody was like, pivot, but we're talking about pivoting from a soul, like from a very energetic point of I'm not lit up anymore. I feel called to teach or coach on something else that kind of pivoting. So if you're, if you're listening to this and you're feeling that this is your sign, <laughs> this is your yeah, sign. I think, I think a lot of people are. I think really? a lot of people are. Yeah. Behind the scenes, I'm hearing about it. Really? And it's just, people are scared to listen to it and do it. And exactly what you said, I don't want to leave behind everything I built. And I put so much time into this and it works. Like, wouldn't it be easy if you could have just pivoted from something that wasn't working anyway? That's easy. Like, okay, just throw that away. Like, you know, but when it's working and you've put like everything into it, cause you know, you were running that business for years and I know that you put a lot into it. Like you built it from ground zero. Like that is scary, but it's also badass and admirable and super cool that you did it and you went for it because a lot of people don't, they ignore it. And they, that's, that's why so many people run businesses and have jobs that they hate. Yeah, I know. And to me, that's, I see that. I see it so simply. It, it really is just that. I mean, you're, you're letting yourself stay in something you hate. And I understand logistics and responsibilities and having things in your life. You like, I understand that I'm a mother of three. Like I get it, but there's always a way. Like I, I believe now at this point, there's always a way to follow the thing that lights you up and makes you happy now. And if it's so different than what it was five years ago, that's okay. You don't need to hate yourself for it or guilt yourself. It's going to be the best thing you ever do for yourself and your kids and your family and everything. Everything's just going to be better. So yeah. Yeah. That's my opinion on pivoting. I think we have to have you back for a second episode one day and we can talk about signing millionaires as clients. That would be a badass episode. (laughs) I would love that. Okay. We need to like, I'm going to write that down. No, do not forget that. That's, I need you back to talk about that because that's a whole nother like, God knows how long conversation, but so good. And that's really awesome that you've done that. And I've had some clients do that as well. And it's really, it is totally a different process. And there's also, but it's like, I think we accidentally talked about some of it, like letting go of that hierarchy and the fear of rejection and the not enough, like is a huge part of it. So anyway, we could go on and on, but I I think that you should come back and talk about that soon. I would love to. That's yeah. I would love to. I'm here for it. (laughs) When when our babies are and our babies are sleeping and yes yes awesome well thank you so much for this amazing conversation I cannot wait for it to go live I appreciate uh this time together so much and our, our conversations today um let everyone know where they can find you yes well not not on Facebook. Instagram is at Lauren Gordon official. And then YouTube, if you want, I, I do have a, a community over there on YouTube, which is more behind the scenes of my life as a mom of three under four. Um, and that's Lauren Ray Gordon, my full name on YouTube. You can see vlogs and all kinds of fun stuff on there. So yes. And the self-made milk podcast, oh, you guys. Sorry. See, I'm not even used to saying it yet. It's been what a month, not even. Um, yeah, and my podcast now, which I'm so excited about. Yeah, um, and you can go listen to Taylor and I's interview on there. It's Self Made Milf, and it's all about well, women that are mothers that are wildly ambitious and that want it all. They want the best of both worlds. They want to be present parents and mothers. They want to thrive in in motherhood and in their careers. So if that's you, 
you'll love the show. I love it. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Bye guys. Bye.